be with you. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through the accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the Ascension, and so we actually get two different uh, Ascension accounts. Uh, The first one is from the Acts of the Apostles. And so we kind of see the ways in which uh, the Ascension links uh, both Jesus' time and our time, because the Acts of the Apostles is about the Acts of the Apostles, right? The works of the Apostles, the church growing in the early church. And the story starts with the Ascension, right? But we also see that Jesus' account, all the gospel accounts, end with the Ascension. And so we see that Jesus' time here on earth ends, but it doesn't mean that his ministry here ends. But instead, now it works through us. And what, uh, so what does he intend for us to do? right? His last words that he gives to us on earth, what does he tell us? Well, each one of the, gospel, each one of the accounts is a little bit different in terms of what they give. Uh, but I'd like to focus on, on partly the difference between uh, two accounts. Luke, which is probably the most famous uh, uh, ascension account uh, because it has this beautiful, or at least, I don't know if it's the most famous or maybe the well-known, or at least it's the most well-known for me. Uh, It has this beautiful great commission that Jesus gives. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I command you, right? So this is the great commission, okay? And uh, I love that because I, I, a big part of my priesthood, a big part of my life uh, growing in the Lord has been discipleship, is learning about that and growing that. However, the difficulty with that is we can't make someone else become a disciple. We can help them in that process, but ultimately we're going to fail in some cases, right? We can't really make, in the sense of force, all nations become disciples, right? However, in this account, Jesus gives us a little bit different command. He doesn't say go and make disciples of all nations, although uh, there's, there's uh, the hope there. Uh, he says, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Now, what does that mean? Well, I think sometimes, at least in my life, uh, when, I, when I try to go and make disciples, I realize that there are some people that are maybe open to it, and so maybe I'm a little bit shyer, or, or maybe I don't preach the gospel as much because I know that they're maybe not open to it, Right? But what I love about this account and what Jesus tells us to do in our Christian faith and living out Jesus's life in our life is that it's 
not about, uh, about the other person in the sense of how they respond to us, but it's instead what we do. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. It, it doesn't say it, it, we are impelled to preach the gospel. Whether other people listen or not, it doesn't matter. Jesus has told us to proclaim the gospel to all creatures. And I think the one saint that embodies this the most is actually St. Francis of Assisi. St. Francis of Assisi, of course, often you see with an animal, and uh, he had a close connection with animals and nature, uh, not because uh, he loved nature over humanity, uh, but because he was so in tune with God and with the right ordering of the world and the fact that he was able to have a certain amount of peace with created world as well. Well, there's certain accounts where he uh, certainly knew the importance of making disciples and preaching the gospel and, and changing people's lives. However, sometimes people weren't open to it. And so there's a few stories, uh, one in particular where he goes to a village and preaches the gospel, right? He proclaims the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that those who would believe and be baptized would be saved and also those who don't believe would be condemned, right? That's God's justice might be done. And the village wasn't open to it, right? And they actually kind of kicked him out. And so, but he still had to proclaim the gospel, And so what he did is he went to the forest and started proclaiming the gospel to the trees and to the fish and to the birds and proclaiming the gospel to them. Now, the trees and the birds and the fish weren't going to believe and be baptized because they're not able to be. Um, They are part of God's creation, but but, uh, have a different relationship with God than what we have. But St. Francis of Assisi felt this proclamation that he needed to proclaim to all creation, to every single person, every single thing. And so if humanity wouldn't listen, he would tell the trees. (laughs) And in our life, uh, do we experience that? Now, certainly we don't always proclaim with our words. I think it's really important to proclaim with our words. Sometimes there's a phrase that's thrown around like uh, that St. Francis said, you know, proclaim the gospel always and when necessary use words, which is kind of like a cop-out to say like, oh, I'm not, I don't actually need to talk about Jesus or the gospel, Uh, which actually St. Francis of Assisi with that story is like clear that he was always proclaiming the gospel and using his words. However, as we realize that our words cannot be empty, right? We also have to have our words mean our truth as well. They have to be backed up, right? If we're uh, going around condemning everyone, uh, being a jerk, and, and, uh, and then we say, oh, isn't Jesus great? Uh, people are going to be like, yeah, you're proclaiming the gospel, but you're not really living it out at all, right? And kind of a countersign. So we need to first live the gospel and proclaim it. Right? It's not either or, uh, but it's both and. We need to live the gospel and proclaim it. I find this is one of the difficulties often of parents. Now, the church is supposed to be here to proclaim the gospel. Absolutely. We're here to help in the formation of everyone in their faith, to be able to believe and be baptized and be saved. However, the first proclaimers of the gospel to all the children is first 
the parents. The parents are the first proclaimers and the ones who see and hear the proclamation of the gospel in the parents' actions and words and deeds. And they are the first proclaimers of the gospel. The domestic church, which is what the, church, the, the Catholic church calls the family, is the domestic church. The place where the proclaim, proclamation of the gospel happens first. That parents are actually the primary educators and teachers of their children. When the children are sent to CCD or hear the gospel or hear the homily, we're only secondary. The first teachers, the first formators are the parents. And so I find uh, the best families who are able to communicate the gospel are those who have the gospel first preached to them. Okay, so I want to kind of um, say that proclaiming the gospel is really difficult. Kind of like I was mentioning before, you can proclaim the gospel, but that doesn't mean that you're going to make disciples, right? You can have a perfect family and proclaim the gospel to your children perfectly, and still your children don't necessarily listen, okay? So this isn't a zero-sum game, but we want to do the best that we can, okay? Well, how do we do the best that we can? Well, we don't want to have empty words, So when the gospel says, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature, what do we hear in this? To every creature, okay? What I would challenge us today is to say that the first creature that we need to proclaim the gospel to is ourselves, right? We need to continue to proclaim the gospel to ourselves because we're sinful human beings who continually forget about the good news. We continually forget what we're made for, that we're made for God, we're made for heaven in all things. And so how do we proclaim the gospel to anyone else? Well, first, we need to proclaim it to ourselves, right? And then perhaps, maybe, we can effectively proclaim it to other people. And, other, and amazing things will happen if we're able to authentically proclaim the gospel and we ourselves believe and are baptized and are saved, right? In so many more ways. It's not just belief and, and baptism that, that is it, right? The gospels are filled with things that we're obligated to do, not because of an obligation in a bad way, but an obligation in a good way, right? In the way that God gives us these obligations and things uh, because he wants us, our joy to be complete and he wants us to live our full life. And so, uh, but we need to continue to be formed by the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, be formed by God, the good news and not the world, right? And often we have so many influences from the world that we need to be continually formed by the gospel in order to combat uh, the world in so many different ways, which tries to drive us away from God. I'd like to say one of the ways or or two ways in which we proclaim the gospel to ourselves. We choose God. We listen to his good words. There's two ways that I'd like to promote. First is mass. There's no better proclamation of the gospel than at mass. There's no greater prayer than mass. Now, we don't always experience it that way. Absolutely. But objectively, we can say that the best prayer, the highest prayer that we can give, The best way to receive the gospel is within the Mass. Every single Mass, no matter who the priest is, no matter what the situation is, we hear the Word of God 
Jesus becomes fully present and we get to be present once again to the life, passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When the Eucharist is transubstantiated and the bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ becomes fully present as the resurrected Lord who sits at the right hand of the Father, body and soul here on this altar. And we get the opportunity, if we're ready to receive, or if we're ready to receive him, if we're in communion, we're able to receive communion from him. And that proclaims the gospel to us, the great love of Jesus Christ. The other way that we can sometimes, uh, so, so Mass, right? So Mass is the most important, Sunday Mass especially. Then within that, I would also promote daily Mass. Daily Mass is a great opportunity. It's one of my favorite uh, prayers throughout the week. It's normally a little bit shorter, uh, and it's just a great time to pray. So encourage daily Mass as well if you're able to, if it works out with your schedule, um, or if you can make time for it. Second thing is the Gospel, So proclaim the gospel to every creature, right? Proclaim it to yourself. Well, how do we proclaim the gospel? Well, here it's talking about gospel little g, the good news, which encompasses a huge amount. But I would also promote that we as Catholics know scripture. We just don't know scripture. We hear scripture. We know all the stories. We just don't know the stories often in context. And so what's been really fruitful for my life, and I encourage you, is to read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, And just read them in order. Read a chapter a day of the Gospels. Start with Matthew and just read one chapter a day and be formed and preach the Gospel to yourself, right? Be formed in the Gospel so that you can proclaim the Gospel to yourself and then to all of creation. We ourselves are here uh, because hopefully uh, we're not forced to, uh, although maybe some people are, uh, but that we believe and are baptized. And so let those not be empty words. May it be truly effective in our life and in our soul so that ultimately at the end of the day, we can tell Jesus that we went to the whole world and proclaimed the gospel to every creature starting with ourselves.